0: Locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, welcome to a special emergency trade edition of Locked On Hornets. I'm Doug Brenson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker, who I have uh, pulled out of his nightly routine. Uh, we were That's all right. pulled out of our nightly routine by this uh, <laughs> trade, David. Of the sound the alarms? Sound all of the alarms. The Hornets make a trade. Miles Plumley on his way to Charlotte from Milwaukee in exchange for Roy Hibbert and Spencer Hawes. David, it's funny. I had just fired off an email uh, to our friends over at Fox 46 saying, we may not want to talk too much this weekend uh, because of the Hornets losing streak. I said, unless they make a trade. and of course i I sort of wished it into existence the hornets do make a trade david uh what let's just fire off some thoughts what do you think about this trade
1: we're in the plumley business now doug um we've we've, we've we were we were we were um,
0: uh, we were in the zeller business and now we're in the plumley business
1: yes we're still stockholders in uh in the zeller zeller incorporated so this may not have been the big splash some were hoping for, Doug. I kind of get the feeling from uh, you know just peering into the Twitterverse that uh, you know not the the overwhelming positive we're reaction or. I mean, I think you have to look at this for what it is, Doug, and so uh, I don't know. What How is it? Break this down? I think How that's the, see, I that's the big question
0: I'm getting on Twitter right now. What is this trade? What
1: is this? Well, it's it's one of those trades we talked about that is um, a complimentary trade, right? So it's not a big splash trade, clearly. Pumply this is a show getting... trade. Yeah, exactly. Trader, Trader Cho. This is so... a Trader
0: Cho special, half off, uh, all salads. This is the Trader Cho special. <laughs>
1: But that's what some people are saying. You know, I'm, I'm a little underwhelmed by this Hornets trade. And I said, well, welcome to the land of trades. Hornets trades. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, when's the last time anyone was blown away by a Hornets trade? It people weren't blown happen.
0: away by the Nick Batum trade.
1: Oh, God, no. I mean, that's the best one they've done. So, yeah, you look at that. They, they unloaded two guys that we talked about earlier this morning, right? Roy, I mean, he can't even play uh, back-to-backs at this point um, and certainly has trouble going each night. That experiment was not working out as well as, as some had hoped. And Spencer Hawes was starting to get more minutes now, but really just because Roy couldn't play and, and Cody Zeller was out. Now, we've talked about Spencer at length this uh, season and last year uh, as being a valuable you know, veteran that goes in there and can provide some minutes and be solid for you in stretches. Hashtag solid, um, hashtag solid, hashtag solid in stretches, but you don't want to overextend <laughs> that. Right. So I think the Hornets were looking to provide some, some athletic depth in the front court, which they did by adding Plumley. And you had two guys that were basically rolling off. I believe now was Spencer, a player option this summer, uh, I believe I have that correct. I believe yes. you can do a little research on that while I'm talking to Doug, but um, I think Roy was on that one year deal. Right. So those were essentially going away or, or possibly going away, depending on the status of Spencer. So Plumlee comes back on a four year deal. So we're going to get all the Plumleys um, for the next th- three years and change.
0: Yeah, Spencer was on a 2017 player option for six yep. million dollars. You know, with with his play and and being a third string uh, center, he could have easily uh, exercised that option, could or be. or he may not have and tried to go out and get some of the the money that is going to be available next summer. Uh, okay, so let's first of all let's just dive into who Miles Plumley is. Uh, this is his fifth season in the NBA. He started out with Indiana, uh, and of course, famously starred alongside of Roy Hibbert in Parks and Rec. And yes. he moved on to Phoenix, where he had a great year, sort of a standout year uh, for him in terms of just the minutes he played. He started 79 games, uh, finished that season uh, with averages of 8 points and 7.8 rebounds. So he was a tough physical rebounder and known for his defense as well. Then he moves on to Milwaukee, where he played the last two and a half seasons. And uh, this season, though, his he re-signed over the summer for 4 years $50 million and cha-ching. a lot of people were really yeah, ching, but a lot of people were really confused about that deal david because Milwaukee's front court was pretty loaded already and and they add plumley or they re or they keep plumley and a lot of people confused and then uh, his playing time has been all over the place for Milwaukee uh, 32 games this season 12 starts 9.7 minutes played Field goal percentage way down from last season, down to forty-four percent from sixty percent last season, and fifty-four uh, percent the season before. Averaging two point six points, one point seven rebounds. So you look at those numbers and you go, "Okay, why? <laughs> what were the Hornets <laughs> thinking here?" Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind, I'm a little with you, David. I think it's a confusing deal from the perspective of. Does this move the needle? Right. Where, where does right. this put them in the pl- – I mean, they're they're hanging on tenuously to the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. How does this deal – if we just take this deal for what it is and and not for maybe future deals, what does this deal do for the Hornets other than add money to, um, to their contract situations and, and clog that up further for next summer? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but in the same uh, at this at the same time it does add a little bit of physicality, it does add a little bit of defense, a little bit defense. of athleticism
1: athleticism yes. I mean those
0: are the key words you're kind of looking for to explain this deal uh, because look Hibbert we talked about it this morning. Uh, physically, he's just not able to give the Hornets what they thought he could give them. It's unfortunate. They made a gamble. It was a one-year deal. There was a reason for both sides to make it a one-year deal, and it didn't work out. Spencer Hawes, whenever Steve Clifford talked about Spencer Hawes, it, it the, the, the terms were, were not glowing. And I don't <laughs> know if, if that... If that was it was ever going to work out. Uh, and I think it's because of uh, because of part partly because of the mistakes that Spencer makes, because he's a he's a good passer. He, he does have assets, but those mm-hmm. are often offset by some of the mistakes he makes and uh, his uh, lack of uh, defensive physicality. Uh, so when and when you paired Hibbert with Frank, it didn't work when you paired Hawes with Frank, Hawes. it yep. didn't work. And I think they're invested in Frank Kaminsky. They they like his progression and they want to see where that goes. And they needed some front court help. So they went and traded uh, Roy Hibbert and Spencer Hawes. So it's confusing yeah. in the big picture. But when you sort of get down into the micro level of the deal, it it makes sense. I mean, they didn't give up any assets uh, that they, they were going to pick, need in the future.
1: Right. They didn't give up Hig, Doug. And I think the important thing to remember about that calorie steps. Substitute- Calories. Celery salary salary, cap. Celery salary salary, cap. Salary cap. So, situation is this puts them right at the cap, but even if they had stayed pat, right, they were not going to have a whole lot of flexibility this summer anyway. Mm-hmm. So for them to shore up that bench this offseason was going to be difficult as it stood, right? Without having any flexibility, they were going to be hard pressed to find someone to bring in. Um, now, could they have done it? Probably. Who knows who would that have been? But you got to look at the free agent centers out there right now. And the guys that are unrestricted are guys like Nene, Zaza, um, uh, Bogut, another right? Guy, Bogut, right. So I mean, all question question mark guys. Could you have gotten them for less than ten? Um, no, I don't know. I don't, no, those guys. No, yeah. that's
0: the thing. Those guys are all going to command bigger money because right. it's supply and demand. There, there right. are not a lot of those players out there. Uh, yeah. So they the, and, this was a and and again the the organization is making a little bit of a bet here that uh, they can use Miles Plumley
1: And listen, Cody the Zeller Hornets court is
0: not crowded. <laughs> there are plenty of opportunities right. to make if, a statement it, and play well.
1: And if you like the way that Cody Zeller plays within that offense, right, think about him and the Nick Batum pick and rolls. Think about him with the Kemba Walker pick and rolls. And you look at that game last night and Spencer Hawes is in that role. It doesn't work. I mean, that yeah. does not work. So he can't play in that role. But Miles Plumley is an athletic and has good enough feet and can move and catch the ball and go up and jump and and you know what did uh, you what was your initial reaction
0: around? to me David on on iMessage you said <laughs> he can both run and jump he can and, run that and sounds also like jump. that sounds like a low bar but <laughs> when you but, talk about the lack of athleticism that the reserve bigs have or had yep. now past tense. Right, uh, I think you do have to take that into account. I want to read a couple of tweets before we get out of here? Uh, Will on Twitter saying Hibbert Hawes switch for Plumley and then Mike Toby getting the 10-day contract called up from the Greensboro Swarm to fill in a gap. Interesting to say the least. But here we go, and here we go. Uh, Matt on Twitter saying, "Do y'all think this is leading up to a bigger splash, or is this the only move?" I'm never going to speculate when it comes yeah. to Cho. It's too unpredictable, but I will say calling up Mike Toby at least initially indicates that they could be, this could be it. I mean, there, yeah, you know, two exactly. open roster spots. Spark. Yeah, two open roster spots would have indicated to me, hey, they might be shaking something up here, and they still could, but
1: yeah, I think initially they should, this but, is but, it. But, but, and also to me, Doug, the fact that they added this complimentary move, they saw the weakness in the bench that they needed to address somewhere, right? And we, we already talked to how it was going to be tough in the offseason. So they kind of got a jump on the offseason, which signals to me, for the core, the rest of the guys, A, they, they, they've they got to feel like Cody and hopefully Lamb and everybody's going to come back healthy sooner rather than later. And that they can press forward with this group, add a little athleticism and depth to the front court, you know, bench unit and and try to attack the rest of the season from that standpoint.
0: I'll say this, David, this doesn't it may confuse me a little bit, but it doesn't necessarily surprise me because we've been talking for weeks about how uh, difficult the trade market is right now for a variety of reasons. And so when I hear that, that all they could acquire is Miles Plumley, that doesn't surprise me. But they I, I felt I felt like the organization had to do something. And and I knew that if they yeah. if they're in a position where they had to do something, and other teams knew that, it wasn't there, this wasn't a mystery, uh that the return wasn't going to be Amazing, unless they wanted to give up serious aspects or uh, assets in terms of first-round picks. They obviously, at least at this time, did not want to do that. And so, you're going to get a Miles Plumley type of re- uh, of return. And, and that all- contract,
1: right? I mean, they got to take something back. Look what you gave up. I mean, who would have thought Hawes and and, and Hibbert would have garnered anything?
0: Well, expiring deals for like Milwaukee yeah. was one of the few teams that needed to free up salary because right. of the mistake that they made with Miles Plumley, and, right. and 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 you know, just more to the point that I was trying to make. You look at Serge Ibaka, a trade that we wanted the Hornets to to make because we felt like Serge Ibaka was a good fit with the Hornets, but we we said that and then immediately said, oh, but Orlando wants. Young players, good players, and first-round picks.
1: Picks, right? So
0: that's a that's a that's a big future gamble. Um, that obviously the Hornets did not want to make.
1: And and the last thing, kind of on the salary front, Doug. This I believe takes the Hornets up to the maximum um, uh, allowable. Yeah. Um, Mid-level exception. Mid-level exception, right? So you this can tell that both get... of us
0: just got off work. By the way, I just want to just want to thank everyone.
1: We're still processing, uh, but we got there. We got there. Um, but but so now, I mean that's that's a bonus too, right? They've got a little more money to play with on that front as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. And, and it could be an indicator. And I don't know if any of us want to hear this, but it could be an indicator that they are looking to uh, next season or next summer. Because I don't again, I don't think that Miles Plumley, although. Any shakeup could be a good shakeup. The the Hornets needed a wake-up call. They needed a, a some kind of event and like we said at the open of this podcast, David, we have underestimated these trades before. We didn't know the impact that Josh McRoberts was going to have. We didn't know the impact that Gary Neal was going to have. On and on down the line, we sort of anticipated Nick Batum. I'll give us that one. But on and on down the line, we have underestimated these deals that Rich Cho has made. And uh, I'm I'm ready to just sit here and wait and see. I am with the, the the fans out there that are listening and that are tweeting us and saying what in the world? I mean, I tweeted out the shot chart. I get it. it does I, obviously. I get it. I get it. But you. But then again, you know, you have to look at the players that they sent away. Spencer Hawes uh, was was playing out of necessity. Hibbert, uh, unfortunately, it just didn't work out. I mean, they could yeah. they couldn't put him on the court in so many different situations.
1: <laughs> that's that's the other thing. There were situations where you just could not play him. And really, neither one of them should have been playing last night. Um, and like I said, Roy worked so hard to play when he could, but the opportunities were, you know, fewer and fewer. I feel like so you you sent away two guys that really, you know, shouldn't have been garnering a lot of minutes for a guy that you know has the ability in the youth to play those big minutes. And I think for folks interested in seeing what he's capable of, look to that Phoenix season. Right? He got because the opportunity. Right. That was a surprising season for him and that team. And I mean, he was a real he was a real factor in that uh, for Phoenix. And I think if you put him in this system with Clifford, you see what he's been able to do with guys who are smart and uh, Haws and and ever were, you know, intelligent high, high at basketball like you guys, too. And by all indications, Plumley is. So you anchor him uh, back there on that defense and you get like Clifford and Patrick Ewing work with him some I mean they could have some good results but yeah I think you have to just wait and see what it's going to how it's going to play out and look what they gave up look what they got back it wasn't the big shake-up that people want I think that's what you look right Doug of like drafts and trades you want to say wow and that's just not the way the Hornets do it yeah, I mean,
0: and they are invested in their core of players, Kemba Walker, mm-hmm. Nick Batum, MKG, and we've yet to see, and Cody Zeller, and we've yet to see any indication that they want to part with any of those players. And you, you can't really blame them because, as Clifford said in the, the last postgame comments, uh, or, or no, the postgame comments uh, after the Portland game, this starting unit, when, when Cody Zeller's healthy, this starting unit plays very well. Sixth Mm -hmm. best plus minus in the league. So they're invested in this starting unit. They believe it can win, and... They think there are obviously issues in that bench unit, and they tried to to address one in, in pulling in Miles Plumley. Don't know if it's going to work out. We'll definitely keep an eye on it and comment on it as it happens. Uh, I'm not sure when uh, Miles Plumley will be available to play if he's going to be available to play uh, Saturday. But this deal happened very quickly, got approved very quickly, so maybe uh, that be. is the case. Could be. We'll Could keep be you starting. updated. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, exactly. With uh, with Zeller, uh, questionable still to make his return from that quad injury. You could see Miles Plumley uh, in the starting lineup. Uh, that would be that would be very interesting because the other option is putting Frank at the 5, which I know some other people out there want to see as well. All right, we're going to be back on tomorrow with some more thoughts when we have a chance to catch our breath and figure some things out. Until then, thanks for listening to this emergency trade edition of Locked on Hornets. Follow us on Twitter, at Locked on Hornets, and we will see you tomorrow. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm shot.